waters should be the ground for our sake. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for us. For out of the ground we were taken for the dust we are. And to the dust we shall return. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. By the way, it's so good to have the uh, the sound back, the uh, the music back in here. Oh, I know that ruins some of the magic of the show, but we haven't heard that in a little while. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah thank yeah, you. Yeah, people listening have that have no idea what you're talking yeah. about, but yes, I see what you're saying, yeah. Sam. Um, yeah. This is episode 257. We are back. 257. We are, we are back. We're back, kind of in this normal swing, back doing normal shows, and tonight we're talking about book. Of Eli, or the the book of Eli. The I, book of Eli. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Also gets paid in KFC wet wipes, Jimison. I don't know of a better form of currency. No, yeah. it'll 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 help it'll help <laughs> with that beard you're growing. I know. There you go. Yeah. And Sam drives with a Civil War era Gatling gun in his van Vector. Who doesn't? Yeah. And just so you know, Sean, sure. I'm still waiting for you to show up on the front stoop, and uh, <laughs> I've got a little surprise for you. Yeah. Uh, when you ring the doorbell. A little trap so. door action. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's a soft landing right now that the others haven't decomposed yet. So. Oh, that's gross. Okay. <laughs> a little squishy at the bottom, huh? A little squishy. Yep. Yeah. A little squishy. That's gross. But don't worry, I'll put some baking soda on it, and uh, it'll it'll kind of sop up some of the uh, the reek. <laughs> this is getting gross. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I have to thank you that for that. Awful and the evening, picture. so evening, Sean. Nice yeah, to see you. It is good to be nice seen to see or or heard, I guess. Or not seen. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's dumb. All right. Well, yeah. let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this movie, Book of Eli, 2010's <laughs> Book of Eli. This came in just nine years ago. For some reason, it feels longer. I don't know why. It does. Uh, That's what she said. Oh. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so this movie, uh, I saw this one in the theater. And I, I must admit, I was, um, uh, the surprise at the end got me. Totally. Also what she said. <laughs> Jesus. Um. <laughs> Was was totally not anticipating that. You could might even say I didn't see it coming. Uh, uh. I think we lost Sam. I think his controller batteries died, and he or his uh, controller went to sleep, and he's having to reboot his Xbox. <laughs> and I'm back. There it is. Yep. All right. Sorry about that. No, yep. it's fine. Yep. Yep. Um, I heard some of that. Well, I at least saw Andrew's face. Yeah. So let's that's, just just say that. That's all you need is Andrew's face. I mean, let's just be yeah. honest. Um, so what were you saying? I don't even know. All, all I was saying is that this uh, movie is awesome. No, uh, what was I saying? I don't know. Seems was, a lot older than it is. Uh, yes, like it's been around yeah. longer. Um, and for me, I saw this in the theater, and I really liked it a lot in the theater. Yep. And uh, I, I I made the the tortured pun that I did not see the flip at the end, the twist at the end coming. Um, oh, in the theater. Are we are we spoiling that yet? Well, not yet. I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. But I um I, I didn't I didn't anticipate that, that. You didn't see it coming. Yeah. Again, I already already made the joke, so oh, it's, it's fine. Okay. Um, sorry. No, it's fine. You're. I had tunnel vision. Was thinking of something else. It's fine. It happens. So this movie is um. 
I like this movie a lot. I'm just going to go and say it right up front, really early. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the crap out of this movie. I love watching it, knowing the ending, and like looking for the little, the little things. And yep. Denzel plays it so well. Yeah. With the little subtleties. It's just so good. Yeah. I love to watch a movie that I've seen before, but I, I see new things in it when I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like watching it again for the first time. And I'm I'm right there with you. I don't think I've watched this in a long time. And, I, and of course, you know the ending. So you are watching very closely, uh, you know, just different things he had to do because of of what happens at the end or what you find out at the end. It reminded me a lot of uh, re-watching things like um, uh, the, the uh, Stranger Things. The, who is Kaiser Soze? Usual suspects, Usual suspects yeah. and and movies like that where, um, you know, it, the the plot twists and turns are fun to kind of check out or Sixth Sense or, you know, things like that where, you know, you can be like, ah, I see why they did that now. Yeah, I do. However, I do have a few qualms um, Qualm. knowing what we know about some of the stuff he was doing in the movie seemed pretty outrageous if he was truly. Okay. What we find out. So that that brings me to my moment that I was going to have before we started recording, and I said I would save it. Sure. <laughs> I still don't know whether he is blind or whether he could just read Braille. Right. Because every time that I've seen the movie, I've seen it probably three or four times. I think as I'm watching it, he's not blind, but he can read Braille. And there's nothing really that proves otherwise. The well, only thing they do in the movie is the close-up of his eyes with the cataracts. Yeah. At or, the very where, end. Where his eyes don't dilate. Um, right. Yeah. They show and I And that's the only time where I'm like, okay, yeah, he, he, he is. I mean, we were going to go ahead and say he's blind. Yes. Right? And did, But did he go blind through this process? There's a couple times where, I mean, he's looking really closely at the book. Or he, he, there's a few actions towards the beginning of the movie where, you know, you just get a sense that he's seeing something. And it's not just, you know, the sun's on his face, so he knows which way to go. Or, you know, he can hear uh, the clinking of the guns. But I, there's a few times where I think they took a little bit of liberties um, where it doesn't quite add up. Well, and the scene where they're... Mila Kunis is being attacked by the two guys in the in that concrete tube, right? Mm-hmm. The sound we all know we've been in a uh, under concrete tube, <laughs> under the road concrete tube. Uh, More three rectangular. Of us have anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we know that acoustics work differently in there. Yep. So uh, if he's blind and he's going from other senses, mainly auditory, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. How does he shoot an, an arrow, right? At, you know, perfect places for these people. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't. Okay, I feel like I'm going to have to defend the the. the I mean, he's. The, the, is, are we saying he's daredevil? Can he see in, uh, in in, in like the red that uh, daredevil sees? We don't or know. Are we saying he's... that the that he is being led by a higher power that's controlling all that for him? I. Okay, so that's a different discussion. I, I think the blindness, is, <laughs> and we'll get there too, is a hundred percent, and they show it throughout the movie. Um, you know, th- it, you know, when he goes into that first house, you know, he he's startled by the fact that the doors of the closet fall apart. Not that there's a hanging dude, and he checks things with his hands. He always is checking things with his hands. Um, is does he have incredible sense of smell? Yes. I mean, they're not. They're you know, you know, m- still miles away from the ocean, and he's like, oh, I can smell the ocean. Or he makes reference that he can smell her perfume, which is just a shampoo, um, mm. and the fact that you know, when there's no soap, you can smell an ambush a mile away. Things like that, right? Um, mm. And then there's other really clever things, like when he offers the lighter to Tom Waits. Um, he makes sure that he lights it, and he puts his hand over it, passes his hand over it to make sure that it lit, because he doesn't know. Yeah. So it's little things like that that make me like, oh yeah, that's really cool. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the echo location you're talking about in the... Um, because he does go into superhero territory with that. He does mm-hmm. a little bit. You're not wrong. He gets a little daredevilish. I mean, when even in the mm-hmm. fight scene in the street, the guy on the roof above him, behind him, who's you know forty something, fifty feet away, takes a shot and he hears the bullet go past him and he turns and immediately finds him and kills him with one shot with a with pistol, a handgun, which is in, which is impressive for a sighted person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You like. Bruce Willis couldn't do that in Die Hard, so, um, so so are we suggesting that he he has been given a, a gift? Um, I, I would say so. I think we that, you have know, to say th- so, right? There's there well, there's many times in the movie where you're like, there's there's no way this he could survive without a a gift like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even to your point, Andrew, about sound. One of the first notes I make is, you know, that scene that we're, we're, we're world building, right? That it's post-apocalyptic. There are yep, people yep. dead everywhere. It's kind of like a winter, but it looks like ash, not really snow. And then right. the cat, mm-hmm. he's wearing a gas mask. If you've, I've never put on a gas mask, but uh, they cover your face. Like, that's the point. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like sight, not sight, sound is weird in a gas mask. I mean, even if you just... Like, if you put on one of those face goggles, like, you can hear mm-hmm. yourself breathing. Um, it just kind of feels yeah. like, how did he hear that cat? I mean, that cat was making a lot of growly noises, but... Yeah. Um, and you, you never know. I mean, was that bait for a cat? Oh, I absolutely think so. Right? I think he, you know, his shoes were off. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, that, that dead person was, in fact, bait. He, was, he, was, he had set a trap. So yeah. he could get something to eat, and it just happened to be a cat. Um, yeah. You get some good cat oil off of those things. Yeah, that was actually <laughs> going to be your middle name was going to be uh, also uses cat oil on his lips, but I thought that the, the fact that they Dude. somehow found a working Gatling gun and ammunition for it from some <laughs> museum was more impressive than, than anything Then, then my, uh, my allergies to cats and my ultra... Uh, well, blown that, up that, face once that I was a hairless it. Cat, it was a so hairless cat. It was a hairless cat. Oh, that is true. Yeah. That is true. It was so a hypoallergenic way. cat. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You, you would have eaten it and been fine. <laughs> uh, but let me tell you this, though. Before yeah. we get into the mission from God and all that sort of stuff. Mission from God. This is the first time I've seen this movie. And I, I love this movie. I really do. I've had a lot of fun with it. But the visuals and the coolness of this movie kind of hide a lot of bad stuff. Okay. In terms of a very comic booky villain, right? Mm, yeah. Um and there's some bad writing in here. Um but uh the, the plot is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh you know, and it, it's it's a very simple simple film, which is not a a bad thing because it in the simplicity, they give us some number one amazing visuals, absolutely amazing visuals. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, the action I I enjoyed in this film, um, I got to give them credit for the camera work, oh. especially at the the house attack. The house that is uh, so cool when the camera. God, is going running. in and out of the house through <laughs> that windows, is... through bullet holes. Yeah. And I mean that was awesome. I, that really was a cool the, effect. The. People might say, well, he's, they stole that. His brothers are the directors, Alan and Albert Hughes. Um, they stole that from um, Michael Bay in yeah. his movies. I, I don't care. I think yeah. they did it better <laughs> than Bad Boys yep. 2. And I love Bad Boys 2. But this was done better. I'm just sorry. Yeah. But it was, it was so cool Far the better. way that we, yeah. we, we go outside and we're following them. And then we go back inside. Like the camera guy's running. You can see him running to the house. Because the camera's yeah. like it's running, and then we go through the hole, and then are we going to get <laughs> out of this? He said, "Yep, God said we're good. What about us? Didn't say anything about you guys." You guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes back out, and is that the when the Gatling gun comes out? Yeah, I think. and it brings out the Gatling gun, and then just is cheddar cheese the house, Swiss cheese the house. So, um, so back to your point about some of the bad writing and, and the simplicity. Yeah. Uh, let's do that real quick. Okay, I think that the the twist is your complexness. I think the story needs to be simple. Guy has a thing. He has to take it from point A to point B. The road is hard. 
He's going to meet struggles along the way. This is kind of like Lord of the Rings. Yes, but we're only seeing the part where <laughs> Sam and Frodo, and Frodo. Are, on, are on the mountain part. Like they're already yeah. in Mordor. We've missed the first seven hours of the movie. We're only getting the last <laughs> hour and a half. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Of their, yeah. of their story. So, and not quite yet of the three hours of goodbyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not, yeah, because okay. right. this yeah. movie has one ending. So unlike that movie that yeah. has like seven. Um, you, you know what this reminded me of? What's that? In a way. Yeah. Sans the zombies. Sure. Walking Dead. Oh, I've never seen Walking Dead. Oh, no. oh yeah. Yeah, same type of world. People mm-hmm. are crazy. Animals. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of knife play. Yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. make sense. Huh. Um, though Mila Kundas is, is kind of too hot for this world, I must say. For, for well, and that, that, and that was another one of my critiques, especially when we were in the, um, bar, not bar, the saloon or whatever she's in. Mm-hmm. I just didn't buy her as the poor water girl. Water girl. Yeah. Just it, she, you, she's number one, too hot, and number two, too confident in the role. I think, in terms of what she's supposed to be as a character. Now, the Mila Kunis that throws the grenade under the truck. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right? You know, she's tur- kind of turned into a badass because she's learning from this guy. But there there wasn't a whole lot of development for her. Okay. And uh, I, I start have to, to say something. That's not how grenades work. <laughs> if you threw a grenade under a truck, it would go bang, and, and maybe a piece of shrapnel goes through the floorboard. It doesn't explodium the truck. Maybe they're having to use natural gas. But even if it's fuel, oh no, let's say it's fuel, it's gasoline. It, th- okay. They don't keep that's not where the fuel tank is. <laughs> the fuel <laughs> tank's in the back of the truck. It blew up the engine. But whatever. It's fine. It, that's, that's I don't care. I like the way it looked. No, it looked great. It looked I was fine with that explodium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of explodium. I was watching it was on last night. Um I was getting ready for bed and I was just flipping through and Waterworld was on. And it was like the last 10 minutes of Waterworld. I had forgotten how that movie ended with some explodium. Good Lord. <laughs> it's so bad. Anyway, we need to do that movie for this podcast. 100%. We need to. Absolutely. One of these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was some bad acting. Um, yeah. But I didn't care because I, I honestly felt like Denzel overcomes, and Gary Oldman, they can overcome anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, know. and well, and, and that's the one thing too. You know, Gary Oldman was very cartoonish in terms of his character, but I was okay with that. Yeah. Because it was Gary Oldman, and it was it was he, that type of movie. It's kind of you know if they would have put Christopher Walken in this movie, it still would have been pretty cool. Yeah, Christopher Walken has a different feel because because it's Gary Oldman. Because we're used to seeing him as a bad guy in kind of other than when he plays Zorg in the. Uh, um, uh, the Fifth Element, he's a very <laughs> kind of sophisticated bad guy. I mean, even when he's Dr. Yeah. Smith in that bad Lost in Space movie, he's still a very sophisticated kind of individual. So, um, Shakespearean, if you might want if yeah, you want to say. Yeah, so the fact that his name is Carnegie and um, he's after books and he basically wants to recreate his own version of society with him at the top, but he wants yeah. to use the book as a weapon as a way to control people. Um, I'm okay with that. I mean, we're not getting into like polar where that bad guy was a cartoon character. Um, <laughs> you know, like, like this guy, I mean, it's very, it's very tropey in that it's post-apocalyptic, you know, where the boss, I mean, how does he get become the boss? Well, he's the boss because he knew a thing first. He knew where the water was. And so then he gathered a gang he says, hey, I'll show you where the water is if you protect me. And then that grew, and then that grew, and that grew. And then once the status quo changes, once his, 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 his team is dead, you know, the town folk go ransack at the bar and all that stuff, kind of like whatever. So, like, that's all very tropey. Um, the other trope that I wrote down, which I hadn't thought of until the moment, was the unwanted sidekick trope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that that that's a that's a pretty good one. Where it's like, the, yeah, the unwinded sidekick that eventually you you just you want you end up being your best friend or yeah, exactly. you know, somebody you really love. Yeah, like even even the that, whole up 
you know, type of thing. Exactly. Or, yeah. That's such a good example up. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other lame example I was going to give was from that bad movie, um, uh, Lone, not Lone Star. What was it? Sky Wolf in the Forbidden Zone. Remember that movie with Ernie Hudson that we did? Oh my God, that was horrible. But yeah, with what's her name on there? The well, the whiny yeah, teenager the, girl. Yeah, the uh, sixteen candles. Um, yeah, she's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but yes, uh, but the visuals. The only time where I was kind of annoyed at the visuals, and this is this is nitpicky, but it's when they're on the boat. It's so clearly green screened. Mm. <laughs> it's like okay, but like the rest. Well, you know, but you know what I was thinking this time too hmm. is that how and why did she even let him row this boat with an abdominal injury? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I eventually I, I forgot that she took back over, but I'm sitting there like, what a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to he's. Do that. She's probably just used to him kind of being in charge, and he probably doing everything. Said, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm but I'm sitting here with you know a foot injury, and I just yeah, it, just, it, it, I, I'm I'm definitely a little more. Um, I don't know. It it did uh, just kind of occur to me that it's a good thing she was already driving the truck, and you know what I'm saying. Like he had a built-in excuse as to why he he couldn't drive because he was wounded. You know, like if she was like, hey, can you drive? Uh, no. <laughs> um, even even Daredevil won't do that. Um, nice. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yep. I guess we've already, we, we're already 30 minutes into it. I just realized Andrew didn't do the read for it, but. <laughs> what is this movie, Andrew? Do we yeah. know? Well, it's really simple. <laughs> It's a, a tale about a post-apocalyptic uh, life, and uh, a man finds, oh, sorry, fights his way across America in order to protect a sacred book that holds the secrets of saving mankind. How long was it? Was it 30 years he said he's been walking? Yeah. 30 years, yeah. So he's old enough to remember life before, right? And mm -hmm. I, I, we're all, I, he didn't say that he was blinded during the war or you know like because of it or you know in the well they talk about the, the the blast or the the flash or yeah something like that yeah basically when all the nukes hit each other at the same time there's the flash and then they re the reference to the the sky opened up and the sun came down is basically the depletion of our ozone mhm mm and so and it also looked like a lot of people had cancer Skin cancer, yeah, especially. Yeah, uh -huh. that's why everybody's wearing sunglasses, and they they overexpose the film of the, the, to make everything look super super bright and uncomfortable yeah. when you're outside. But that was another one of those ways that you can kind of show that he was blind is that he didn't one he could look straight into the sun without yeah. it really bothering him, and then. Two, everyone puts their sunglasses on before they even get outside, and he's he puts them on after he's outside. Little things like that. But um, that little clip that I played at the beginning, though, where he's mm -hmm. he's he's quoting the Bible, um, it's kind well, of. I would think he'd do more of that, by the way. Yeah, you kind of would. I would think so, also. Um, but also, it kind of felt like. Like it's a good thing Carnegie didn't hear him do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Carnegie might have been wait a minute. I recognize that from as a child from church or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. Is, yeah. yeah, he well one would think Carnegie well, he did kill him. Once he had the book, he killed him. Or he in his mind him. killed him. Yeah, he shot him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, it, 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 it all boils down to the, the fact that Carnegie is in such tunnel vision on getting the physical book that once he has it, he doesn't take 13 seconds to look at it and go, hey, there's a lock on this. Where's the key? <laughs> is it on that chain that you wear around your neck all the time? Can I have, mm -hmm. can I have the key first? With, you know, with the book? You know, I just, whatever. I also, uh, in terms of cleverness, 
I really like that he is in such tunnel vision that he's not realizing that he is getting very infected. Oh, he's dying. Is, is yeah, mm-hmm. that he is literally this is killing him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, that's so, what's, there's, guess, there's, and, but see, that's you know, we say it's very simple, but there there's some deeper stuff to it, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I might complain about it, but I still love this movie. Well, and yeah. you know, I. <laughs> There's actually a lot. I still of, enjoy it. I'll I'll watch it again for goodness sake. There's uh, reading some of the trivia, which there wasn't much good trivia, but some of the stuff I read was that there's a lot of symbolism throughout the movie that even I've missed, and this is like my fifth time seeing the movie. In like after the fight scene in the bar where he's just ripped everyone up, there's yeah. literally a blood cross on his forehead. Um, there's crosses throughout the whole movie. Um, when the guard that fails, oh, that's a trope, right? When the guard fails to see him sneak out and mm-hmm. then the guy shoots him in the head, like that's a trope, right? Bad guys that are willing to kill bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like in an apocalyptic world, men are kind of um, uh, uh, <laughs> at need item, you know? Like it doesn't seem like something that you would waste. Anyway, whatever. Well, I mean, they got to that in this movie too. You know that you're you know you you have not enough men to, to hold your power. Yeah, so if maybe that one dude was still around. You know, anyway, but yeah. when he gets shot, the blood on the wall forms a cross. Huh. Um, there's a lot of those moments. There's also at the bridge. Um, someone wrote four four six or so, fourteen six or something. I don't remember what it is. It's in the trivia, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a reference to the Book of Revelations. It's a quote from Revelations. So mm. there's a there's a bunch of um, when Eli encounters a group of road bandits behind them on the tunnel, and with bold is a fourteen six written on the top. In the King James version, it says, "quote And I saw another angel fly into the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people." So anyway. Mm. Um. Yeah. So anyway, I there there's some really great symbolism. Now, do we want to talk about the god armor for a second. We can. Um, yeah. Because we're we're having in this movie we're taking two, and I'm going to use this pun intentionally, leaps of faith with the movie. Mm-hmm. One that he kind of is like Daredevil. That he's more than just an average blind guy. That he, his hearing is is better than most. Um, his echolocation is better than than your average human. His smell, his everything is is a little bit better. Like to, to the fact that when he was sitting in the room and the blind lady came in, he could tell she was blind. Mm-hmm. Before she said, "You're gonna have to take this from me or tell me where you are." <laughs> so. So there's the one leap of faith that we have to kind of take. And then the second is that he tells us the story that God spoke to him, told him where to find the book, and that he had to go west, and that he would know where it would be safe. And, you know, then that of itself is a leap of faith, but that, that God is protecting him. Um, and never more so than when the guy tries to shoot him in the back at 20 feet and misses. <laughs> A yeah, stormtrooper misses it. I mean, and he looks at the gun and then looks over like, the hell was that? And then he, what? Yeah. And then he aims and shoots again, and it goes through his hood and just skips like right past his neck. And, and it, you know, like that was so cool. It just, it really reminded me of um, in Rogue One, I am with the Force, the Force is with me, where <laughs> we are to believe that um, Donnie Yen's character the blind character, is actually being protected by the Force so he can accomplish the mission. That's why he gets blown up after the mission was accomplished. And once he pulled the lever, then, you know, so... Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good with it, honestly. I mean, if you guys want to have more discussion about it, let's go for it, but... It, for no, me, I, I, I enjoy this movie. I, I wish... I, I don't know what I wish. Um, we've kind of... Well, yeah, we've kind of talked about it. It's got some great ideas. I think it does. I put this up there with, you know me, I love my, my post-apocalyptic stuff. And uh, this is up right there with uh, the new Mad Max that I really enjoyed. 
So there you go. <laughs> I'm on the Goobs page. This is actually kind of fun. I'm not. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at too. Uh, the wind-up record player running at 78 RPM, which is way too fast for a 70s disco single <laughs> and way too fast for a 70s LP, because LPs were, were 45. Mm-hmm. Also, the needle, needle would certainly gouge the record rather than following the vibrations in the groove. Again, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> when Eli is rowing to Alcatraz, there's a half-sunken ship grounded under the Golden Gate Bridge. That would be impossible since the water there is 300 feet deep. I didn't know that. That's deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you uh, got to to get those big tankers in. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, but yeah, 300 feet deep in the bay. Yeah, it's deep. Um, <laughs> there's some stuff that I don't care about. Uh, plot holes. Eli's been wandering the land for 30 years, but he looks well-fed and fleshy. He should be thin with no muffin top when he takes off his shirt. Yeah. He lost 30, yeah. he lost 30 pounds for the role. Yeah. I don't... I Plus, I mean, we see him getting a cat, so... I mean... It'd be one thing if he was eating his food like he was starving, but he didn't seem to be. Well, now he does shoot better than most average people, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, he shot the freaking vulture, too. Could so. be eating better. I agree. Uh, factual errors. The complete content of the Bible in Braille can't fit in a volume the size of the book Eli carries. Actually, just, I thought about that, too, this Just time. one of the Gospels. In Braille is a book about an inch and a half wider and an inch and a half taller than the book that he carries. The whole Bible could get the whole Bible in Braille could get to thirty nine volumes of books, which would take a stack about six and a half feet tall. Well you, you didn't see the U Haul that was following him everywhere? <laughs> oh <laughs> no, you know it was what? just I off never, camera. I honestly you know? never thought about that. I, it never even occurred to me that that was a thing. Just because they don't know enough about Braille. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. I I don't know enough about Braille, but I feel like that book would have been way bigger. Yeah. yeah. Way thicker. Um, way heavier. Because I work with, in a school system, and we have a blind student, and when they get their end of grade or end of course test, they have... You know, where some kids have a, a booklet that they read through. These kids have what looks like a novel. I mean, when it's sat down on the on the counter, it's a huge, thick book. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough about it. The printed pages coming off the Alcatraz Press at the end are complete with textual notations and cross-references of the type and style found in modern study Bibles. And these are something that would not have been present in the Braille version. Therefore, they could not have been memorized and recalled verbatim along with the entire text, even if it were possible to do so. Naysayers. The only thing I would say to that simply is that uh, crazy old man, white hair, he might remember what it was like. He might mm-hmm. remember the Bible from the day. And again, he had a Hebrew Bible there. Yeah. He had a... Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a Torah? A, no, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Copy of he. The, the, this is calling it the T A N A K H. Oh, the Tanakh. Yeah, Tanakh. Thank you. I didn't know how to pronounce it. Better known as the first twenty-four books of the entire Hebrew Bible, as opposed to the more popular five books of the Mosh Mosh Hebrew Bible or the Book of the Kamash in Hebrew. It's already shelved two books in the dark on the left in dark green. So, anyway, so basically, this is the yep. um, this is the Book of Eli equivalent of in um, uh, the Thomas Crown Affair when he squishes the painting in half. <laughs> the painting, yeah. And then he opens it up, and it's on the thing in its perfect condition. This this is that, right? Like this is yeah. This is the director's like. Here's a really great concept. You're just gonna have to go on faith that the Braille can fit a whole Bible. <laughs> Yeah, I'd but never, you know, I I don't know enough about that. Is that I'm I'm okay being pretty ignorant about yeah, the size of it. I think that's the point, right? Like he's the yeah. the directors were going on the fact that we probably wouldn't notice, which yep, three fairly educated dudes, or at least two of us, didn't. I I've seen this movie again, like I said, at least half a dozen times. It never occurred to me. 
Are you yeah. saying that I'm not educated? No, I'm saying is I think you, you spotted. <laughs> you said at least two of us. I was hoping. No, no, I think I think you're the one that actually was like <laughs> questioning it, and at, at no point did I ever. No, again, you're way more educated than I am. So we have the same. Well, no, we don't. We have the same uh, experience at college. We went to the same yeah. university, yeah. but you uh, you were smart and actually have a. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to stop. Um, oh. <laughs> We know. all have degrees from Appalachian State University. That's uh, yeah, that's not my point. My Some point of us is, have more. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, Sam's got like thirteen, so uh, <laughs> that's all well and good. All right. Yeah. Um. I, uh, are you ready for some clips? Anything? Hold on. I need, let's I, do, I, let's I, do some clippy clips. I want to hear some some Eli. Well, hang in there. I gotta look. I gotta make no, sure. Sh- no. No. I want clips. Damn, damn it. it. I gotta look at my. No- I haven't even touched my notes yet. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the fight scene in the shadow blind. of the overpass, I thought was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because that helps and him all in. In also the way it was shot, where it was all in silhouette. Yeah, that I was, love it. That was so yes. cool. Uh, obviously, it helps him do that. And I learned that um, he did all of his own fight stunts in this movie. Yeah, um, Denzel. Um, uh, I love the shots of the scarred earth. I thought that was kind of cool where it shows like yeah. them on the road and all these like bomb craters and stuff everywhere. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I mentioned that. I know that the whole movie would be boring, but if he had memorized and it's in Braille, then what's the harm of just giving him and being on your Mary is what I wrote. Uh, oh, just giving up the book and going. Yeah. I love the cinematography. Maybe, maybe he hadn't finished it yet. Uh, no. Well, he says, uh, you know, that he, because she questions him about that. She said, I, I thought nothing could take that book away from you. And that's when he said, I forgot what I was learning by reading it. Yeah. Or I didn't realize or something like that. Yeah. So maybe he just didn't realize he knew it all. Yeah. I mean, it would still be, I mean. I mean, I, I, mean, yeah, I think you... that's 30 years if he had been reading it every day for 30 years. But, I mean, could you do that? I mean, I guess I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. Is is? I guess you could, right? I mean, if you had only the same thing to read every day. See, now I'm starting to question the whole bit about the fact that it's about. That's actually kind of annoying me just a little bit. That, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, if it would have been just the New Testament. <laughs> anyway, but like, that's also you got you got to think that God's on his side. Yeah, you know, he's God certainly can, can, uh, he can compress the braille, make it smaller. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm okay with the idea that Cliff he, Notes version that he for 30 years has memorized a book. I mean, we all have movie quotes that we've we've only seen movies once or twice of, and we can quote certain movies. I I can't imagine if I had to watch if I had to watch Lord of the Rings a little bit every night for 30 years, and those are the only three movies I could memorize those damn movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I chose those. I guess because I, well, I do kind of wonder because I've I've never sat down and read the entire Bible from cover to cover, and I guess as a as a Christian I should be ashamed of saying that. But no, I haven't either. And and they honestly tell you not to. At least yeah. Most people yeah. Know but uh, you know, I don't know how long it would really take for someone to read it verbatim. From cover to cover, so to speak, yeah. I feel like that would take a or year, or I mean, a, a long time. Yeah, I did it in high school. I remember doing it in high school, and I only did it at church on Sundays during church because I didn't want to pay attention to anything else. Sure, and and there was nothing else to do. Cool. And it took me well, probably over four years of every Sunday. So um, was it anyway? It takes a while. Days. Were you like- my biggest? My biggest form. thing is you get into some of those Old Testament books yeah. and so, memorizing. So begat, so and so. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Memorizing the 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 lineages are just mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Yeah, you, so. you almost kind of feel like at some point that he go, Man, I don't want to read this part again. This part sucks. <laughs> yeah, let me just skip this. Can I skip this? Let's talk about David versus Goliath. Let's talk about some... So how long of the, you said four years approximately, in an hour service. I'm just doing a little math here. Yeah, yeah, about an hour service. 
So that's well, 208 I mean, hours. You couldn't read the whole time. I mean, you have to stand up and sing at some point, which I know you Yeah, you, you probably should have. I probably should have. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that you did. I was not a good person in high school. Let me just say that. Well, you're still My not. parents made me go to church. Did not may, mean that I was going to participate. So you like you sat down. I'm just going to read this book. Leave me alone. Like, yeah. Didn't even, but you're a music dude. You didn't even like sing the songs or whatever? No. Really? No, I refused to sing. Oh. I might have stood up, but I, I, I had the Bible standing up reading. Uh, that explains so much about you. Dude, I burned my catechism. I don't know what that means. Oh, and yeah. pres- Presbyterians, you're supposed to like, kind of like a rite of passage, kind of like Lutherans have um, wine. confirmation. <laughs> right? Sorry. <laughs> they do have wine <laughs> and beer. But um, it's like yeah, this yeah. big thing teenagers have to get through, and like you're supposed to memorize it. Yeah, I burned it. How do you spell catechism? C A T. Catechism. Catechism. Um, so, just a little math here. That would have been eight days. Well, 8.6 days. Okay. And that would have been reading nonstop. Nonstop or, or, or reciting for 8.6 days. Wow. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll repeat that off air. I didn't hear anything you just said because I was reading. It's a summary or an exposition of doctrine and serves as a learning introduction to the sacraments. Yeah. Christian religion. Yeah, because well, I, I grew up Presbyterian, or as my friends yeah. call it, paleontology. Um, <laughs> well, it's about like that yeah, uh, on a, a old typical people. Sunday morning in a Presbyterian church. But I, I got a Bible when I got baptized. Yeah. So that was about it. But And I got baptized at like 13 because it was my choice. Yeah. Um, my, my parents didn't want to do it for me. But, oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, it was, it was what they did. Um, anyway, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I, I did that and then you know, basically said, you know, I'm not reading that. I'm not doing that. Go away. Oh, well, that's fine. All right. Oh. Well, now that yep. we've gone down this weird dark path and we now know where Sam's eternal soul is going to go. Um, well, it, yeah. It, it took to. Now till I my know wife why you volunteer at church here. now. You're trying to, like, make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh church you need me to come run sound sure i'll actually pay attention yeah. this time my parents continuously tell me that they hope at least one of my daughters is like me in uh in high school so oh, i'm sure yeah <laughs> to, to get my comeuppance yeah that's usually the way it works all right now i'm ready to play some clips here we go let's do it um this there, there's not a whole lot of moments in the movie that's that's chuckleness worthy, like you get a laugh out of, because um, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of laughter in this movie. But there's a couple moments that did kind of make me smile, and this was one of them. Are you listening to me? I am now. Good. You listening to me? Yeah. Good. Put that hand on me again. You won't get it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he does, and he loses that hand. He tells him, I told yep. you I was going to. Now, honestly, when he gets down in, on his knees, and he gets up next to the guy, and he stabs him in the knife to, to finally kill him, for whatever reason, I thought he prayed for him uh-huh. in that moment. and then I, then, But then he just kills him. But for he doesn't say anything. I thought, for some reason, my memory was that he, he prays over him in that moment, like, I thought that too. Yeah. I thought that was just me. Yeah. But when I watched it, yeah, I watched it yesterday. No, I watched it this morning. And uh, I saw that scene and I thought, okay, when is he going to, because I had the subtitles on. Yeah. And I had nothing popped up. I didn't hear anything. I thought, well, that's weird. I thought there was something there. Yeah, I, I did too. For some reason, I thought that he prayed in that moment. So. Yeah. And I think they probably, it would have been kind of cool had he done that. Yeah. You know, just give him a little. Especially if it was directly out of the Bible. Yeah, just give him a little prayer, you know, as he's, you know, he's killing this guy. You know, he, it, it's almost a piece of mercy because otherwise with this, you know, he just cut his hand off. He's going to bleed to death and it's going to be slow and awful. Um, he's, yeah. He's, he's almost kind of putting him out of his misery kind of a moment. That's kind of why I feel like he should, like, just kind of give him a little, little uh, bit of peace. Um, anyway. Uh, this also kind of made me laugh, and I spelled specimen wrong, but that's fine. Here we go. <laughs> Semen. That was my cat. Fine specimen. 
Lots of cats in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of dogs. They probably all got eight. No. Um, yeah. This is what I refer to as bad audio. You can tell she is in a studio, not outside on the road. You can have all that you can carry. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> now that you... Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Just insert, insert the cartoon character into the entire movie over her body. Oh, my gosh. No, we don't want that. I, I like looking at Mila Kunis. She's very beautiful. And she's my age, too, so it's not at all creepy. Uh, God, she's old. She's yeah, she's old. old. Yeah, she still looks great. She does. Um, now, isn't she married to Kush, is it Ashton Kusher? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. No, you're, yeah, you're right. Are they now, really? Mm-hmm. No, I think that Kusher she's married to somebody famous. I thought it was the Cooch. Uh, she yeah. is married to him with two children. Yeah. He left Demi Moore, Demi Moore for her. Right. Wouldn't you? That, yeah. <laughs> her nickname is Goldfish. Okay, that's weird. That's a Bond villain thing. You know, she was uh, she was far too young for her uh, character on that 70s show. Like she was cast, and they thought she was eighteen or something, and she was really like fourteen. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, lots of things came out of that that were not good. The '70s show. Oh, well, anyway, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yep. Anyway, oh. uh, yeah, she's she's a she's a from. So in '98, when she would have been cast in '98, how old was I when I was '98? I was sixteen in '98, so she would have been fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yep. That's funny. All right. Well, oops. Uh, as long as she's not doing anything inappropriate, it's fine. You know. Uh, here we go. Uh, here's 21 seconds with a little joke at the end. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's beautiful. You like that? Did you write that? Yes, I did. Really? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was another kind of fun moment. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It's faith. It's faith. It's the flower of light in the field of darkness is giving me the strength to carry on. You understand? Is that from your book? No, it's uh, Johnny Cash live at Folsom Prison. What? <laughs> Here, by the way, Opie, a yeah. uh, a um, trivia fact for you for Mila Kunis. Yeah, is a self-confessed huge fan of the Star Trek franchise. Well, we need to get her on board. We need to get her in a movie <laughs> somehow. Surprised she hasn't. If if it's yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, you're reading her trivia. Look at that. Yeah. In 2002, she ranked 54 on Stuff Magazine's 102 Sexiest Women of the World. 102? That's weird. Uh, well, the, you know, they couldn't... She also loves World of Warcraft. Oh, wow. She, she, as if she couldn't get more attractive to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, she's close friends oh. with James Franco, Natalie Portman, and Topher Grace. I'm sure she... And she's made out yeah. with all three. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh... Well, so, she anyway. needs to be in more stuff, though. Is what I'm saying. What? She's busy. She's she's got kids. Yeah. Well, get over it. Uh, yeah. Like, cause I'm looking at her at her IMDb credits here. I mean, she's doing stuff. Still, Family Guy. She's doing oh, yeah. something called Breaking News in Yuba County, whatever that is. Um. The Spy Who Dumped Me. Well, yeah, okay, she still does stuff. She did Bad Moms, yeah. Bad Moms Christmas, uh, that really bad Jupiter Ascending movie. Yeah, yeah. And that was also just disappointing, something that could have been cool. Yeah, uh, this is the last uh, clip I have. No hey, trespassing. Have you read the sign? Uh, I'm very sorry, I didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Mm, thanks, get it. Thanks, Dumbledore. Get it. 
Okay. And now for some more bad news. Ready? That was Dumbledore, by the way, in case somebody wanted to know. That old man, George. Yeah. That's the guy that played. Uh, it's weird, weird seeing him yeah, with American accent. I've read most of the trivia. The only other one that I wanted to read was uh, Kristen Stewart turned down the role of Solora during scheduling conflicts with Twilight the New Moon. Oh, Ooh. thank God. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the King mm, James Bible... The King James Bible is roughly 789,000 words. To write it out longhand at 22 words per minute, it would take roughly 31,000 minutes. Assuming the writing was done for eight hours a day, it would take 66 days to complete. All right, there you go. Excuse me while I whip this out. So we struggled for a little while to come up with a neat um, top three, having already done Denzel Washington movies and Gary Oldman movies, and we came up with, and by we, I mean Andrew, came up with a very clever... Um, no, that was Sam. Oh, Sam came yeah. up with a very clever... Um, well, thank you. MacGuffin um, yeah. uh, thing. So that's what we're doing. MacGuffins, as in... Uh, what did we? What's the definition of MacGuffin? It's a it's a device that um, that, has, that forces moves the plot along. Plot, right? Yeah. Um, that sometimes doesn't actually have anything to do with the movie, and sometimes it does. Um, it can be a person. Yeah, it can be a person. Typically, a thing, an item, something. Um, yeah. yeah. The best example. If I steal yours in this example, I'm sorry, but I'll I'll punch you through the screen. Um, the the suitcase from Pulp Fiction. It, okay. It does nothing to forward the plot except it. They use it to forward the plot, you know. Yeah. Um, basically, all of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. For the MCU. Yeah. yeah so, all right, there you go. So, uh, Andrew. Or 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 show or Sean's hope that this podcast will get popular. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps us moving. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Um. So I've got the plans for the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. That's um, two movies, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Rogue One and then the Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I have uh, the microwave emitter from Batman Begins. Oh, okay, yeah. Microwave emitter. The ME1. Did you lose one? I am firing you. Didn't you get the memo? Yeah, it's that thing that they use to weaponize the the stuff that they cell put phones. In. No, they put it. No, Bat, <laughs> Batman Begins. I'm gonna have to go watch that movie again. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Batman Begins. Remember, they put all the crap in yeah. the water, and they're like, "What are they doing? They poisoning the water supply?" And they said, "No, it doesn't do anything because the hallucinogen only works in aerosol form." So they use this thing to vaporize all the water, and it forces this stuff into aerosol, and then make everybody hallucinate. And want to kill each other. Yeah. Okay. And they steal it from a train or, or a truck or something. Or something. Yeah. I can't okay. remember. I remember the, 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 the mist or whatever, but I didn't remember. Yeah. How. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. And then number one oh, is the briefcase full of money from Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> nice. Uh, the IOUs by the end. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the money? It's even better. A million dollars worth of IUUs. We're good for it. So, uh, <laughs> Sam. All right. I've got um, Doug, which is the uh, groom in The Hangover. Okay. The guy who gets lost. I've never seen, to any fight the, him. never seen any of The Hangover. Oh, dude, you've never seen The Hangover. Mm-hmm. It's, on, it's on Netflix. Absolutely. Yeah, you should watch it. It's good. It's a good one, yeah. Um, I've also got uh, The One Ring from Lord of the Rings. Sure. Um, and my number one has so many movies attached to it. Um, I can't nail down a single one, and that would be The Holy Grail. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, very, I'm, various movies. Honestly, Sam, I'm surprised you didn't say the Barbasol can of shaving cream from Jurassic Park. Yeah, but it does. I mean, it, it'd be MacGuffin if the movie was about getting it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a subplot. I can't tell you how many times I was having conversations with my friends when I was a kid when the when it shows the can getting buried by the mud. Yeah. Like, ooh, is somebody gonna find that and make more dinosaurs? They're gonna set it up. Like yeah. that's that's how you set up the sequel. 
No. Yeah. Well, they could have, but then again, they did mention that it only lasts for a certain number of days. Wouldn't it have been cool, though, legit, in in Jurassic World when the kids were in the shed and they found the Jeep that they somehow make work by changing the battery in a Jeep that hasn't ran for 15 mm-hmm. years, but they were, like, hiding from the, the big, uh, whatever the, the dinosaur was, and they're, like, digging a hole to, like, and then they found it? Like, that'd be kind of cool, right? <laughs> Like, what is this shaving cream? Even just off screen or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, just, just laying like... there like under some mud. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, sure. My So I, I also did the Death Star plan, so I'm going to switch that out. Yeah. Um, I did a Star Trek one. I honestly don't remember what it's called, so I wrote Star Trek Beyond the Death Thingy. The Death Thingy? You remember, you saw Beyond, and you didn't like it as much as I did, but like yeah. it's the thing that... The bad guy who's played by, um, uh, who's that actor that played Heimdall? Um, Idris Elba. Like, they're look- yeah. he's looking for this thing. The Enterprise has it. He, he kicks off the plot that forces the Enterprise to where he is and destroys it and blah, blah, blah. But it's this thing that when he puts it together, it, it unleashes a horror and it kills a lot of people. I don't, I, it has a name. I can't remember. I just call it the death thingy. Anyway, <laughs> it's like any other movie that has a doomsday device. It's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my new number, I guess, one. My number two is the map tattoo in Waterworld. Um, okay, mainly yeah. just because I just recently watched it. And the number three is the Book of the Dead from Army of Darkness. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There was uh, another Star Trek one I thought you would mention. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it yeah. on the list as well. It was, was uh, it the Genesis, Genesis project or the Genesis I think that uh, was. machine. Yeah, the, the Genesis torpedo. Yeah, actually, that's actually way better than the death thingy. Um, yeah, I never. You're, not, you're right. I, I hadn't really thought about that one. Um, that's the whole thing that that Khan wants because he wants to use it as a weapon to annihilate things. Um. And they also yeah. use it in the third movie too. Yeah. And uh, when Christopher Lloyd is trying to get it. That's right, Sam. Christopher Lloyd is a Klingon in the Star Trek universe, and he's oh, great. absolutely, well, yeah. and he's great. As it. imagine if Christopher Walken was one. Man, <laughs> that just made that would have been that would have been legit <laughs> awesome. I, I actually want to see Christopher Walken in. Well, if friggin' Tarantino makes a Star Trek movie, I'm sure he'll put Christopher Walken in something. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right. That'd be awesome. Oh, oh, please, please let Christopher Walken be in a Star Trek movie. That would be good. Uh, we're going to do out of 10 now, because uh, that's what we're supposed to do at this part of the movie. Out of 10, Sam Andrew. Sam Andrew? Sam Andrew. Sam Andrew. Um. <laughs> Well, I really enjoy this movie. I remember watching it for the first time with my father-in-law, and for some reason, he's like, uh, when I watch really good movies, I'm always with him. I don't know why. But uh, uh, this one, I'm going to give a... I'm going to give it like an 8.7. Okay. Yeah, you like this movie. Wow. Yeah, I, I liked it as well. I, I do think there's a few more shortcomings than maybe Andrew thinks, but that's perfectly fine. Um, but I'm still going to give it a 7.92 out of 10. Definitely one that I would watch again. I'm scrolling back. I'm trying to find the last movie that Andrew gave this highest score to. Yeah. Um, Infinity War? Yeah, well, I think we all gave Infinity War a pretty darn good. Yeah, we were all the nines score. for that one. Um, I'm I mean, Andrew is kind of a curmudgeon, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like this one. Uh, Wonder Woman. All right, so there's your, your next high one. Yeah. And, uh... uh oh, and oddly enough, another comic book movie, Batman vs. Superman. Gave an 8.7. <laughs> All right, so, okay, there you go. Uh, sure. Sam. I already did it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't write it down. I was looking at Andrew's scores. What did you say? <laughs> what did I say? 7.92, I think. 7.92 sounds fantastic. All right. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I liked this movie a lot. Of course, I own it. Um, but that's, that's a surprise to no one. Um, I'm going to give it an 8.1. I liked it a lot. I think it's great. 
Uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to give it an eight point. Uh, <laughs> get the math to be better. Eight point one two. There you go. Yeah, it makes the yeah. math a little. The, the numbers a little bit nicer. Um, that's a good movie. That's really fun. You know what else is a good movie? The movie we're doing next week. Now I have. Oh, to, and what would that be? I got to double check that it's still there. Um, so give me just a moment. So. In the meantime, Andrew's is, or Sam's going to tell you about something. Oh, let me tell you about uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I Jacob's diarrhea wipes. When you turn brown, oh, no, stop, Jacob stop will it. be down. Stop it. What, what, what are you watching oh. now? Like Anything cool you guys watched recently? No, I started watching Stranger Things Season 3, yeah. which is always fun. Oh, but yeah. I can't seem to find time to watch it with my wife. Oh, so great. having a hard time uh, doing that. I uh, found a nice little thing on Netflix. It's really it's done very well and it's different. Um, yeah, it's called The Last of the Czars, um, oh. and the way that the show is done is it's both a drama and a bi- uh, like a biography. It's like watching, uh, you know, The Crown and watching the History Channel at the same time. Oh, really. Uh, so they they have historical experts talking about the movie, at, kind of in little breaks where you would have a commercial break. Yeah, is it a uh, little like Band of Brothers where they'll have the actual soldiers speaking about what's going on? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. It's kind of done that way, and it's really done very well. Um, the acting is good. Huh. So if you get a chance, check it out. Yeah, Last it's been on. Um, it keeps popping up on our our suggested. Up at the top for us. I, th- so. I think I watched the whole season in in one night, so it's not that long. Oh my gosh! Okay. Huh. Well, crap. Oh, so. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't record anything, did we? Uh, no, we're still recording. Um, <laughs> just checking. Normally, when you say "oh crap," that's yeah. I'm guessing his movie is not there anymore. It's not, it doesn't look like it's uh, streaming anymore. So. Oh. So IMDb is now getting into the streaming service. Okay. And to the streaming uh, world. <coughs> like me. everybody else. Like everybody else, which is fine. So they had on their on their list a while ago and I I wanted to do Blade Runner. The original mm-hmm. Blade Runner basically to force you to watch it, Sam. Yeah. And with Harrison Ford the Harrison Ford and, and all that stuff, and it's not yeah. there, and I'm really bummed out. Oh. Because um, it, was, it was on the IMDb streaming site, which is why I picked it. Yeah. Because um, under sci-fi, they've got a handful of movies, which we've actually already done. Um, but it's not there, which sucks. So we can go to our next movie on the list. But something else is kind of cool. They have my favorite show on IMDb, my second favorite show. Excuse me. They have Leverage. Mm-hmm. And their streaming. It's streaming. Their streaming service. Yeah. Do you think that there oh. could be a, t- a, a a time where we would ever do like an episode of a of a show, like just the no. pilot of a show? Probably not. No. Just stick with the movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could see us doing something like that. You know, we've got Firefly. We've got uh, pushing daisies. I think the pilot is flipping amazing. Yeah, maybe um, maybe the next iteration of this show is that. I don't know. So all right. Yeah, so if I'm we get gonna... bored, or if we've got like time strapped weeks. All right, so I'm gonna move this down farther. So the next yeah. movie on the list is the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ooh. After that is Yay. Rim of the World. Uh, I am Legend. The Dark Crystal is on our list. We can do the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to do? You guys pick. I love me some Scruggs. You want to do the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? I haven't yep. seen it. Yeah. Right. That sounds good. And we know it's yep. streaming because it's a Netflix original. The Netflix, yeah. Uh, oh. In fact, if we do the Ballad next, then... Actually, you know what? I'm changing it up, Sam. Sorry. I want to watch this new movie called Point Break. Uh, Point, Point Blank. Sorry. We're doing Point Blank next week. We're gonna okay. do, we're gonna do a bevy of Netflix movies. Okay. Point blank. Yeah. And oddly <laughs> enough, it's um it's. I had already seen Ballad and Rim of the World, so. 
<laughs> he actually has to watch something now. I, yeah. I got to watch something now. Okay. Suck it up, Buttercup. All right, that's it. That's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry about that. And um, what's going to say? Like, where to go? Yeah, I had to cough. I didn't want to do it in the microphone. So that's the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, um, YouTube. Uh, we actually had a YouTube comment not that long ago that uh, I really? found. Yeah. And I responded to the person and said, hey, subscribe to the show on iTunes or, or Google Play or whatever. Because, you know, it's probably more fun than just listening, looking at a blank screen on YouTube or our dumb logo. Uh, yeah. Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Like us on Facebook. Like I just said that. Uh, well, CheapSeatReviews.com is a website, of course. Um, Sam is now back to work and can finally update it. He can start the No, I won't tab. be back now till August 12th. Really? You went in today for just one day? Or yesterday? Two days. Oh. Yesterday and today. You're lame. Uh, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at CheapSeatCast. <laughs> Send us your reviews to g- CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. I did get the email from Todd Cochran, who is the uh, kind of head of the podcasting world. Are you registered for the Podcast Awards, the 14th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards? Oh, wow. Um, so all it means is that we can nominate ourselves for something dumb. Why not? I mean, I can do it if you want me to. But We'll have all seven of our listeners vote for us. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. We could have 100% participation. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the show. Thank you for listening. And... Uh, Next week, we're doing what I just said, point blank. Looking forward to it, and we'll uh, see you next week.